Rough times ahead in Philly, and Alperen Sengun scores 30. Sengun! It's Alexander J for the August 16th edition of Beeble Bites, your daily NBA show. At the top, James Harden. That situation continues to deteriorate in Philly. His very angsty stance against longtime associate and current Sixers GM Darren Morey continues to escalate. This week, Harden publicly calling Maury a liar, refusing to sign his autograph on a Philly jersey, and insinuating that Maury didn't keep his end of whatever nudge-nudge-wink-wink wink deal the two may have discussed last offseason, where Harden took a $14 million discount to stay in Philly. Multiple reporters have stated over the past year that a condition of Harden's loyalty was that if things went bad, Philly would try and trade him. Bill Simmons noted on Twitter that the Harden market is pretty dry, and he's right. Harden is owed $35.6 million this year on his player option, and it's pretty unlikely the Celtics can trade for him. The Bulls wouldn't likely give up DeMar Rosen. The Clippers aren't taking on that salary. I think like there's a 15% trade kicker bonus as well. So, yeah. Young teams that might have taken a punt on Harden two years ago are no longer interested. Think the Rockets and the Nets. Why would Indiana do that? Why would the Lakers do that? As a reminder, this is Harden in his final year of the deal heading into free agency, and as such, he's uniquely affected by a clause in the CBA that states, if he sits out more than a month at the start of his final contracted season, he becomes ineligible to sign a professional contract with any NBA team or any international professional basketball team. So obviously the end goal for here for Harden is to either get traded prior to the season or come into camp super overweight and not try. Option B is way, way worse for the Sixers as it risks putting current MVP Joel Embiid offside for the organization's continual failure. Imagine if Embiid asks for a trade next. For those sickos of you that like to keep track of the social media stuff, Embiid removed the word processing and the location of Philly from his Twitter bio today. Oof. So Harden is basically out here saying all of this to tick off his GM into trading him. But that market is pretty slim. Maybe the brand new GM in Washington thinks Harden is worth a punt to establish some relevancy in DC. I doubt it, but maybe the new ownership in Charlotte wants to make a splash. We've learned to never say never in the NBA. In some other news, just as I was recording at 10.30pm, Jamal Murray is reportedly not going to be available for Canada in the FIBA World Cup. He's decided to sit out following Denver's deep finals run. Canada are in a fairly easy group with France the only other heavyweight, then both Lebanon and Latvia. No quote-unquote star talents there, but if you drop that first game against France, you'd start to feel pretty nervous, especially considering the World Cup is also an Olympic Games qualifier. More to come on this story probably tomorrow. Yesterday I mentioned that the Celtics and Kristaps Porzingis were going to wait as long as they could to make a decision about his availability for the FIBA World Cup. Well, today the Latvian revealed he has plantar fasciitis and will miss the entire World Cup. Plantar fasciitis is well known to fans of seven-footers. Tim Duncan, Pau Gasol, Brooke Lopez, last year Joel Embiid had that. They're just among the few that have these recurring issues in these careers. So Celtics fans, just be grateful he's not playing and trying to get it over with. The Bulls have signed Terry Taylor. No, not the WWF wrestler from the 90s. Taylor played on a two-way contract late last season. I wonder if they'll bring back the Red Roost nickname for him in Chicago. That's a deep cut. In NBL news, Trenton Flowers has decommitted from Louisville to forgo his college season and play in the Australian League for the Adelaide 36ers. ESPN currently has Flowers ranked as the 18th best prospect of this next draft class, even after he reclassified to graduate high school a year early. 
Flowers specifically mentioned former young guns who cut their teeth in the NBL, Lamelo Ball and Josh Giddy in a brief statement outlining his reasons. And for all you travel heads out there, the NBA is fully releasing the 2023-24 season schedule Friday. That's Australian time. By the time you're listening to this, it's probably out, so go ahead and check it out. And finally, to the FIBA World Cup, a few more warm-up games today around the globe. I legitimately might be the only dude reporting on all of these games daily. They are scattered around sources, and even the FIBA World Cup page is like three days behind. I had to dig deep onto some sketchy betting websites to find out this information. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Houston big man Alperen Sengun had 30 points, 5 rebounds, 5 steals, and 2 blocks as Turkey beat Ukraine 85-72. Alexander Mishler, a guy who was my age and my height at 30 years old and 6'2", top scored for Ukraine with 14 points, so don't ever tell me that dream is over. Team Bahamas beat Cuba, as Suns teammates DeAndre Ayton and Eric Gordon combined for 39 points for the Bahamas, while Australia had a surprising defeat at the hands of Brazil, 90-86. The Boomers shot fairly poorly, but were outscored 26-15 in that final quarter, as the Brazilians came surging back. Josh Giddy had 20 points, 10 rebounds. Dante Exum looked good, but veteran Paddy Mills had an off-night shooting, just 2 of 12 from distance. The man who was famously drafted with a caveat, he's two years away from being two years away in 2014. That's Bruno Caboclo, former Raptor. He had 20 points, 12 rebounds, 4 Brazil in the win. Japan beat Angola 75-65, as Keisei Tominaga scored 20. I don't know anything about Angola, but Angola's in trouble while Ivory Coast beat Lebanon 77-67. I think the details of this game are obscure and hard to find. Finally, South Sudan had an impressive win against Venezuela 80-61, and Lithuania beat Finland by 4, 84-80. That's it for another edition of B-Ball Bites. If you want more information of the FIBA World Cup, daily updates as we ramp into the preseason in the NBA, make sure to follow or subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm really grateful. Thanks for sticking around. Remember to follow your passion and we'll talk soon. Thanks, guys.